program to bring you hope and inspire you to build good habits. We'll be talking with our special guest Diane Graf on the show today about what it means and what it takes to stand in the gap. In Second uh, Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. This is such a beautiful scripture. I want to share with you about Diane. Diane Graf was born into a pastor's family, with dad being an Australian and mum being an American, and they pioneered a four-square church in Sydney, which grew and founded a school, and some other branched off new churches. Diane is a woman of strong faith, and her passion is to intercede for God's kingdom, to exercise His authority through prayer and seeking God's word. Diane will share her insight about intercession to. Encourage us to stand in the gap on behalf of Australia and many nations for God. Welcome, Diane. Good afternoon, Angie. <laughs> Good afternoon. Now, can you please tell our listeners about your journey to becoming a Christian? Sure. I grew up in a minister's family, as you said, and my parents were among the early Pentecostal leaders in Sydney.、Mm-hmm. So it was an exciting time, and Dad was the head of Foursquare in Australia. So Foursquare is pretty much the same as AOG or ACC as it is now.、Mm-hmm. And、um, we had an ongoing revival. People were getting saved every week. People were getting baptized. It was an incredible time. The worship was amazing in the church, and everything was exciting. And I was being filled with the Word of God because I was going to youth and kids programs and things like that. But I did stray away from the Lord for a while. But I had a praying mother, a praying grandmother, a praying father, and I came back to the Lord. Probably in my early twenties, that's when I really started my walk with the Lord. Yeah, and like the prodigal son, God will always bring us back if we really believe in Him and、That's、belong、right. belong to Him. You got the seeds of the word planted in your heart. Exactly, it's going to bring you back, no、yeah. matter what. You are God's child. Amen. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. Now, Diane, I heard that you are a worship leader for a few ministries, such as Canberra House of Prayers. What instrument do you play, and when did you learn this instrument? Okay, so my instrument is guitar, and I love it because I can carry it with me. If I if I play keyboard, it's pretty hard to carry around. <laughs> it's true. But I can just take my guitar wherever I go, which is great. I go to a camp or whatever.、Mm-hmm. So I don't see myself as a, a dedicated musician per se.、Mm-hmm. You know, a person that practices you know three hours a day or something. But I fill in the gap where I go, and I can just help praise and worship wherever I am.、Mm-hmm. So I actually learned guitar one weekend at a youth. Camp,、oh. um, yeah. After I was a Christian, and I, I realized that just as I learned the chords, that I could just start playing along immediately、mm. with、um, people singing. <laughs> So I'm not in an actual worship team in a, in a big church or anything like that. But I I really feel that my role is to take the guitar along to small groups, to prayer sessions, to different things like that,、mm-hmm. where they often don't have a worship team and just jump in there, or just tell them I'm coming, prepare some songs, and jump in there. So when I'm asked to lead worship, I like the songs that talk about the greatness and glory of God. It really brings the presence of the Holy Spirit when Jesus is glorified. So some of the song, like a typical song. Song that I like is something like "What a beautiful name it is! What a powerful name it is!" You know, words that focus on the greatness and glory of Jesus. Or Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. You know, that's a powerful declaration.、Mm. And I love things like the Sea Hot Prayer Nights. You know, the late night prayer at Sea Hot, absolutely awesome.、Um, you know, there's a lot of it's a multicultural thing which I love. So、mm. we have a lot of African Australians there, and they. They can really raise the roof with praise and worship. They really, really pour out their hearts, you know. And then the Holy Spirit comes and just releases in the place. So you know, you sometimes if you walk in, if I come in like a little bit later, it's already going. There's already an atmosphere there, and you just walk into it and just bang, the atmosphere changes, and it's awesome. Yeah, lovely. Worship is a way.
way of showing God that we really love Him and adore Him and hunger and thirst for His presence. I think we have heard of worship sounds just like ritual. Yeah. The hearts are not there. The minds may be there. Sometimes they think they just they're singing a song and standing firm and wearing the right clothes. <laughs> and I think worship is more than that, isn't it? Absolutely. How would you nail it down? What's worship to you? Yeah, as you said, you have a you have a, a role to play. So the role to play is, you know, I used to I remember coming into some services where mm. people were coming in with a heavy spirit. Mm. So you're coming in because the the Bible says put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Mm. So you're coming in and you know, you enter into worship. Mm-hmm. You say I'm going to set my heart to enter into worship yes. and I'm going to um, go into the atmosphere of heaven. Yes. And you see people following you into the atmosphere of heaven yes. and then be before you know it, that heaviness is broken mm-hmm. and we're into the presence of God, which is, yes. that's what we're there to do. Yes, on earth as it is in heaven. It's yeah. so, worship the Lord with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind. And as a worship leader, you somehow set as a good example and role model and guide other people to really let go and let God. It's a gift. Yeah. So, oh, oh, it's wonderful to talk about worship <laughs> because I think a lot of people, when they're going through depression and some people having trouble with mental mm. issue, and I think going into deep worship, wholehearted worship will deliver them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I've seen, I, I mean, I've come in a couple of times maybe feeling a little heavy myself. Yes. Like, for example, to the Canberra prayer night where, you know, sometimes the worship starts and people kind of come in at different times and maybe we come in at nine o'clock, it started at eight o'clock or something. And already it's going, and we, you know, you may be heavy from the issues of the day, but as soon as you come into that atmosphere and the praise and worship is there and the presence of the Lord is there, bang, it lifts mm. and happens all the time. So it's beautiful. We were talking about worship, and you and you learned at a youth camp. Yes, that's well, right. I had to literally learn for a year <laughs> from someone who was a master, and you only just learned at the youth camp, and that's a calling, definitely. Now, when was the first time you lead the worship? How did it go? I've played along with other Christian musos for a long time, so in small groups. So it's hard to think back to my very first time. But I'd say probably leading, actually leading a worship service, that would be here in Canberra. So I started playing, so that would have been about, say, five or six years ago or seven years ago or something Uh when I first started coming. And I started playing from the front with a band, like in small churches, the prayer banquet nights. So I play with the prayer banquet nights, for example, regularly now and a couple of other places as well. And do you pray before you lead the worship? I'd like to say I pray every time. I mean, I often pray that the Holy Spirit will come. I find that as we're going, and I I just say a quick prayer as we're going, but as soon as we start getting into those Mm. deep praise and worship songs, those songs that worship the Lord are so anointed, Mm. and the Holy Spirit just comes. So He's there, the atmosphere changes. I do try to pray before most events, and I pray that the Holy Spirit will make Himself known in the worship time. That's not about me. It's about Him coming and Him showing up, because Mm. if He doesn't show up, it doesn't matter how fantastic the worship Mm. team is or whatever, yes, it's yes. all about the Holy Spirit showing up. Yes. Otherwise, we're just singing, you know? Absolutely. Was there any time you felt like you really needed to, to worship straight away, like you were doing something and suddenly you felt like, no, i got to stop. i got to worship God. Sometimes when I'm at home or it, there's been occasions where something's come against you or, you know, something negative has happened. We all experience it. And I just feel like going to worship. And there's been times when I've walked around the house singing worship songs at the top of my lungs. Sometimes the volume really seems to cut that, um, the heaviness. Mm-hmm. Or I'll put on worship, mm-hmm. some beautiful worship on YouTube or something yes. and just enter in, you know, immediately mm-hmm. it just lifts you up. Yes. So worship is just so powerful and it can just cut through something Mm -hmm. so when the bible says put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness Mm -hmm. that's that is something you sometimes you don't feel like it but you've just got to put that on let it go let go what you were thinking about and just come in and just start worshiping the lord focus on him Mm -hmm. and things will change yes sometimes we go through life we feel sad and upset or we have depression
depression. We think of something that we really don't want to think about and it's causing us to feel heavy, whether it's mentally or physically or emotionally. Mm. And um, for us Christians and believers who believe in Jesus, we go into this form of worship to focus on the light. In fact, most of the time we receive comfort straight away. Mm. We know that this time shall pass. And sometimes when you see a huge mountain, you go, that is too huge. I can't go over it. And worship is a way to find another way to go around it. Exactly. And rather than staring at your problems, you find comfort and hope in Jesus. Like another form of worship is just to declare. Declare. Declare the greatness of God. Declare that victory belongs to Jesus. Yes, exactly. Declare it over your circumstances. When God is for you, who can be against you? That's right. Now tell us, what are your passions and why? I have a lot of passions, okay? And as we were just talking about, worship is one of my passions because I think even with intercession, there needs to be the atmosphere of heaven. You know, you you need to come in. And the Bible says to enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts and into his courts with praise. So as you're coming to the presence of the Lord, you're coming in through praise and worship. So that's a powerful part of intercession, I think, that worship, you know, to, to know how to really come in and really focus on the Lord, okay, coming in with thanksgiving and praise. I think that if in our churches and in our gatherings we can get the worship part of it right, Mm. we're going to start to see some real changes. I remember back to when I was younger, the praise and worship in our church would just lift the roof, literally lift the roof. It was incredible. And it released the atmosphere of heaven. And this is where people would rush out the front to get saved. Because when you've got the atmosphere of heaven, you're seeing, this is when you start to see people delivered, people set free, people wanting to be baptized, wanting to change, people's lives changing. So it's awesome. So that's one of my passion. And I loved how we would go into spontaneous worship as well. Mm, So not actually even singing a song per se, but just singing to the Lord and the whole church would do that and often you'd feel like you could hear angels there it was amazing yes, yes. so you know I, I do believe that God is going to take us as as the church mm-hmm. deeper and higher into um, praise and worship to release things on the earth because you know the Bible talks about the the last day harvest of souls mm. and we need to see the presence of the Lord released on the earth. So that's mm-hmm. one passion. Yes. And you know, I also have a passion for the upcoming generation. This is one of my great passions. This is one of the things I pray about a lot when yes. I'm I'm praying. Yes. Um so we used to have a, a youth group in Nimitabel, a little mm-hmm. town when we were living out there called God's Kids. Yes. And it was awesome. And we'd get non-Christian kids in all the time. We had a little band of, you know, a couple of Christian kids, but they started bringing in kids from school and stuff. We had kids coming in from completely non-Christian families, even families that are into the occult and all that sort of thing. The kids would come. And they'd come in unsaved or not born again. And they, and in two weeks, they'd be believing in Jesus and praying for their families. So I think that there is a real power there if we can catch this generation before they you know, get into the tough world out there. If they have a faith in Jesus and they're moving in you know, what God wants them to do and they know their destiny, um, that's really one of my passions. And I used to teach scripture actually in Kuma. And I remember talking to little kids who didn't even know what a Bible was, didn't know who God and Jesus were, didn't know what Christmas was about. And they would come up to me and I'd tell them stories about Jesus and how he loved children. And I remember one little girl coming up and saying, I love Jesus, Mrs. Graff. That's awesome. At five years old, you know, she knows she loves Jesus. And the other passion is to see the church rise up and make a real difference in the world. That's one of my passions, to touch lives that we come across. Mm. I just want to see more lives touched. I want to see us more effective for the kingdom. And I think that that takes a greater release of the Holy Spirit. And I often think about the evangelist Charles Finney. When he would walk into a factory, you know, in those days of industrial England, and people would just get convicted. They'd suddenly realize that they wanted to be free from sin in their life. They wanted to be born again. And they just go down on the floor and start repenting Mm. just by his presence. Like he would bring such a strong presence of the Holy Spirit into the room. Mm. And that's something I'd love to see the church affecting the world like that. You know, imagine more Charles Finney's rising up and just walking around and carrying the presence of God with them. And that's what I'd like to see. This is something I pray almost every prayer time for revival in the churches. Mm. 
especially in our city, because this is our city. There's other people in Sydney praying for Sydney and Melbourne and so on, but this is our territory that God's given us. So I really want to see Canberra just moving in that, the body of Christ in Canberra, and also in Australia. It's our country as well. That's my passion, to see revival come and society change, and this is what I pray all the time. Oh, that's wonderful. You are God's change agent. Amen. I receive that. <laughs> And I think uh, it's so powerful to upreach. Worship is reaching up to God. Amen. And, and seeing the generations changed is reaching out for God. So you have that beautiful form of cross, reaching up and reaching out. Amen. And, and reaching in as well. You want to grow in God, continue to being filled yes. with the Spirit of God through worship, through the presence of God, the power of God from you overflow. So when people see you, they feel God is with you. Amen. And they, they feel that presence of God. It's like what you say, child. Vinnie. I heard of that story. Same with Jackie Pullinger. Also mm. had that power when she was praying for healing. Wow. She would just walk down the street and people would just cry and wanted to receive Jesus and healing and deliverance from, wow. dr- from awesome. drugs and prostitution. All these people turned to Christ and formed a church. They all became Christians and reaching amazing. out to many people in wow. Hong Kong. And uh, she was just uh, wonderful. But she, <laughs> she's still doing an amazing job in a church in Hong Kong. So, you know, people like that are inspiration for us. And you an inspiration for me because your attitude is being in the will of God. Being in the will of God is not a place. It's actually having a great attitude and mm-hmm. gratitude for God. Absolutely. And you are doing God's will through your passion and through Amen. your ministry. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> Can you tell us a little about some of the prayer meetings and Facebook pages that you have created or organized in the past? Okay, so I've got my own timeline. Of course, my, my own um, ID says Deanne Graff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have about 3,500 friends on there. Mm. Uh, most of them, a lot of them are non-Christians. Okay, they're just people that are interested in topics that I bring up. Although most of my Christian friends are the most active in commenting or liking my posts, of course, um, because we're very like-minded. Then I have a small group called Canberra Christians Net Canberra Christians Network, which is mainly to slowly gather more and more Christians to network people up around Canberra. I'm still waiting for that one to kind of gather momentum. That one's kind of sitting on the the slow pot at the moment, and I'm not doing much on it, but I'm letting it slowly build up. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a few people who post on there. And I post there as well, but not as frequently. But my third page is Pray for Global Revival. So this that one has about 1,100 members, mm-hmm. um, wow. and it's pretty active. So several posts will go on there a day. And I'm also admin for a couple of other very large groups. So I'm, I'm the admin. I didn't create them. So there's a group called Australians United for Israel that's started by a, a Christian Jewish friend of mine. Oh. Um, and that has about 10,000 members. Mm-hmm. So it's really an active one and then there's another one called Warrior Sons and Daughters which is which has about 5500 members mm-hmm. and that was actually created by a friend of mine not so long ago uh, probably within the last year or so I, th- I would guess and so I'm not doing that much as admin on those two I kind of come in every so often but mm-hmm. The Warrior Sons and Daughters has offshooted a fellowship in Sydney which has seen miracles with prayer and stuff and that sort of thing. And, you know, I really believe that God has orchestrated social media Mm -hmm. for his purposes. Yes. Okay, so, you know, someone else may have started Facebook for their purposes, (laughs) but God had his purposes and God was the, the, you know, the the big architect designer behind it. And he's going to use it for his purposes in this point of history. Yes, yes. Well, I think it's very important because in, in one of the scriptures in uh, Corinthians, do everything for the glory of God. Amen. So everything you have in your hand, you know, whether it's a car or guitar <laughs> <laughs> or uh, cooking pans and pots and yes. those frying sticks and obviously computers, laptops, internet. Absolutely. Right, you do everything for the glory of God. Yeah. And of course, you know, I mean, Darkness will always remain dark and people will use everything for the wrong things. We have seen on the internet how evil people can be to do the things that evil want them to do. Exactly. And and But we also want to bring light into the internet, the virtual world. Wherever we are. Wherever and, you and are. And there's a lot of people in the virtual world, you know, 
that's an untapped because a lot of Christians kind of hold back and they do the the things that they've always done, which is great. Mm-hmm. But we need people to go into that area, exactly. into the virtual world, and Absolutely. reach the people that are there. It's a it's a mission field exactly. where people are sometimes more open to what you have to say or mm. to to at least express what they want to say yes. online. Where if you meet them, you know they'll just be polite and they they won't express what they want to say. So I think it's a, a great area, yes. a great mission field. Yes, and, and we, we know that faith without deeds is dead. Yes. So you got to have faith in action. And and I've noticed through all our um, uh, Facebook, uh, uh, social media about God, I've noticed people reaching out to people in Africa with an yeah. orphanage and also reaching out to people in South America. And because they know that we're actually on internet, they, re- they really need help. So we actually helped out a lot of and, and widows out there as well. That's right. I know yeah. World Vision's doing a great job. Compassion's doing a fantastic job. But there's also other much smaller orphanage really need help. And through all these little uh, social channels that we're able to reach out with deeds yes. by faith. So this is beautiful. Now, I have noticed uh, your wonderful pages of all these people, 10,000 people tapping into this area, praying together. You're lifting up our prayer incense into the sky. Amen. And, and just the fragrance of... Uh, God's love and God noticed that and I know that when we come together God will answer and it is in his time but we must persevere so tell us was there any difficulties ever to balance your life when you have all these social media worship as well as your work full-time right Yes. Right. How do you balance this out? Do you sleep at one o'clock or two o'clock or something? I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I'm admitting things. Um, yeah, you do. You've got to actually think about what you're doing. You have to like put thought into that because I can get so wrapped up in it. I, you know, I can get into conversations, especially if things are happening. You know, mm. like. Um, just recently, Asia Bibi was released from yes. um, prison, yes. which was amazing, and Christians all over the world. And I believe that social media had a part to play in that because Absolutely. we were we were connected like a global network, all yes. praying for that release. Exactly, and that was very exciting. And so you're wanting to talk to people, you're wanting to, you know, tell the world what God's done, and you're wanting to put it out there. And so something exciting like that happens, you can just kind of spend a lot of time online and get kind of really into that and then the night's gone and you haven't had your quiet time you know <laughs> so yeah you've got to actually you, dis- have, to you have to discipline yourself and you have yes. to say okay this much time for this yes. this much time for yes. you know reading before I go to bed and that sort of thing well thank you I need that <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think uh, for our listeners for our friends out here listening now yeah you got to find that balance um, it's important to serve God in many different areas and I know reaching out to the whole world through internet is so powerful and you get encouraged by hearing all these wonderful revival and news but at the same time you need to sit at Jesus feet so maybe plan out throughout the week which day is just to switch out and switch on to God Amen. and, and just put God as the center in fact God should be the center even when you're looking at everything do everything for the glory of God Amen. even on the Facebook Amen. but there are times that you just got to sit down and do nothing but listen to God and Absolutely. praise God like you do all the time in your kitchen or the walkway <laughs> just walk around and and Sing praise to the Lord and just enter into His presence in the car, driving in the car. Amen. Driving in the car, (laughs) praying for safety so you don't hurt anybody. Exactly. (laughs) And everything. Okay. When did you create the Facebook page, Pray for Global Revival with Where Are These People From in the World? And what prompted you to start such a wonderful ministry virtually? I have to go back to when I started going online. So um, back before Facebook, way back in 2007, seems like a long time ago now, I began to realize how powerful the internet is to reach people that you'll never see in everyday life. Mm -hmm. And I started just, I had a blog. Mm -hmm. So back then we had blogs. Um, People still have blogs. Um, (laughs) But there was, I had a blog and I would post things with a Christian um, perspective so people would come on and I, I would p- actually put a post up there and I'd get my husband Kerry to come on and do the first comment so I could get the conversation going. Mm-hmm. And he would come on and do that. So anyway, that went on for a while. And then, of course, along came Facebook and we started all of us bloggers. Uh, I don't know if you know Bill Muhlenberg. He's, he's one of the um, big people in the Christian circles that we kind of are on with Facebook and stuff. Wow. He's, he's quite a leader. He, he had a blog too. He's still got his blog and he's on Facebook. Facebook. And I remember when I first came onto Facebook, he said, great to see you, Dee. Um, you can have a lot of effect here on Facebook. <laughs> so, um, wow. 
Yeah, so we started, uh, I realised it was a bigger pool, you know, and we could touch more people. So anyway, I'd, I'd been on on Facebook just posting about topics that interested people when I got this idea to start a prayer page. So it was always in my mind, but this is back a few years ago that I, you know, two or three years ago that I first set up the page Pray for Global Revival. So God wanted me to set it up then. And he knew when it was going to come and get ignited, um, so to speak. I set it up and it started kind of gathering a bit of momentum. Got a couple of hundred people on there. But I wasn't kind of going there a lot. But about six months ago, the whole online prayer idea began burning in my heart again. And the Lord, the Holy Spirit just put it on my heart and... I resurrected the page and I added a bunch of people from my friends list. Mm -hmm. So the group page now, as I said, has about 1,100 people. So as I was really starting to get this vision for getting it going and fanning the flames, um, a friend of mine, uh, she's a mutual friend actually, you know her, Jeanette Chan, Mm -hmm. um, she mentioned to me the technology, the Zoom technology. and, And she said, you know, everybody can come onto one screen. You can see everybody's face. And I just thought, wow, you could have like a virtual online prayer meeting from people's homes and we could meet there. And so we set it up for, I found the best night for everybody was Monday night. Mm -hmm. So we set it up for Monday night and people started coming on there. I've got about, this is a smaller group. So Mm -hmm. this is especially for more intensive, for people that are really, that's really their direction is intercession. So pray for global revival. I think we're all called to pray a bit, Mm -hmm. but the smaller one is for people who are really, that's really their motivation. Mm -hmm. So we've got a, a about 30 people on there Mm. and not all of them come to the Monday night Mm -hmm. but the group that's forming on the Monday night God's doing incredible things we're seeing answers to prayer we're seeing people growing and people coming on and sharing and we're really beginning to kind of understand because we support one another mm-hmm. so any any request any need that somebody has they'll tell the group and we all pray for that person wow so um, to give you an example we had there's one friend on there and she had an ongoing problem with her son he's an adult son now he's probably about 30 mm-hmm. and he had no job he was getting mixed up in drugs. He was depressed because he had no focus in his life. And he was coming home, you know, under the influence of things and, and having a go at her. And it was a really terrible situation. And she mm-hmm. asked us to pray. She would come along every week. Mm-hmm. And we started praying for her probably about two months ago. Anyway, um, it wasn't one of those things where you saw an instant answer. We have seen instant answers, mm-hmm. but I felt the Lord put on my heart, I want you to learn to persevere with a prayer request. Don't just give up, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. to persevere with a prayer request, even Absolutely. if it takes a while. Yes. So we would pray and we would pray and we would pray. And I'm happy to tell you, the son got a job two weeks ago wow. and he's going great. And he's, yeah, so God's answered that prayer. So God was teaching us that he wants us to persevere sometimes. Amen. But other times we've had instant answers to prayer. Yes, yes. His timing is perfect. And we're just going to persevere and be patient. It's testing our characters too. Will we stand in the gap continuously with determination? That's love. Holding up your brother or sister that has a need and not just giving it up. Exactly. But keeping them in prayer exactly. and you know they even they'll even post because we have their little um, prayer thread they'll even post things onto the prayer thread and we'll pray for them through the week an emergency will come up wow. and we'll see it and we're, we're attuned to those you know when the light comes up when there's someone with a, a need we're attuned to that and we'll come in and we'll bear that person up mm. and we've got people on on that in that particular small group yes. who live in very remote areas We've got one woman who works with Indigenous people in the far north of Australia. Wow. And she doesn't have any, like, really strong fellowship up there. Yes. We've got another woman who lives in a small town yes. in country Australia. Yes. Who, they, they have no really strong churches in that town. Not really any real churches. Yes. Um, and... Another woman in Denmark wow. who also just can't find fellowship where she is. And they come in and they're, mm. they're receiving love and they're receiving support and we're praying for them. We're sharing mm-hmm. and, and we share things on the line. We share a teaching or we share a Bible verse or something like that. Yes. And it's it's such an awesome fellowship. Wonderful. This is like a virtual ministry yeah. and God is in it and with you because that's what God wants us to do, to love each other through prayers and through action. The yes. other part is we feel that God wants 
wants us to support to pray for the nation. Yes. And this is becoming a stronger and as people are being strengthened by the prayer support, yes. then we're seeing their hearts turn towards the nation. Yes. Okay. And and they're coming and entering in and we're starting to to have real direction from the Lord where we want to go with um, how we're praying for the nation. That's just beautiful. Now tell us, uh, Deanna, where are these people in the world now? Um, okay, so in this small group, the, mm-hmm. the, gr- the group of 30, mm-hmm. we originally I originally just got a few Australians, but now we've got an Indian woman in there. It's different. It's difficult for them like with the Zoom because the time zone is different. Yes. But our Den- a lady from Denmark is passionate to get in there and she's worked <laughs> out the Eastern Standard Time and when she needs to come in um, according to her time in Denmark. Wow. And she waits for that moment. And it was a couple of times when Daylight Savings came, she got it wrong and she was so disappointed to miss out that week. But um, on Pray for Global Revival, we have got people from all over the world. Mm. We've got, I, I did a search, um, you know, you do the statistics. Mm-hmm. We've got people from countries in Africa, um, the US, UK, Ireland, all over the world, mm. literally all over the world coming in on Pray for Global Revival. Wow. And so because it's not in real time, you know, they can come in and, yes. and pray and add, and add and be blessed by what people. I, I really feel like an important part of that whole ministry, the prayer ministry and the prayer chains and the prayer pages mm. is to post um, testimonies on there because yes. people need to know that prayers are being answered all over the world. People yes. need to know that revival is happening and yes. and things are happening as a result of prayer like Asia Bibi and, and other, like we've had amazing testimonies going on and people get so encouraged because we live in a world that's, you know, pretty full of bad news sometimes. Exactly. But the good news is that God is greater and, and Jesus has the victory. And when we move in in prayer, God can give us the victory over those situations. Amen. He's mighty to save. Amen. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. We can see that you got friends all over the world, <laughs> virtually and spiritually. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Real support, real friendship, yes. real love. Yeah, I, I think so too. And um, I'm only a baby on Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> and I found a big sister like you. <laughs> I'm just a baby. I've only started probably May this year. Seriously. Oh wow. So yeah. Before I had one, but that was just for work and now seriously I'm in so only just made a few friends but wonderful friends awesome so, yeah. yeah and we got friends here too you know we, we got friends we can feel and touch but virtually we got friends can lift you up spiritually yes practically yeah I myself have put I've, I've put requests on Facebook and people just start coming in praying 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 yes. and it's, it's like as each new person comes in praying I'll see th- this situation turn around like in real time, all of a sudden something will lift or I'll get an answer. You know, something's happened, something's changed. And yeah, it's it's powerful. Absolutely. I think with the prayers somehow, because righteousness, the word righteousness means having a right relationship with God. You cannot possibly have a good relationship with anyone without talking with them. Even people who can't talk, they use sign language, communicating. So if you do not communicate with someone, there's no relationship. And having a righteous relationship with God is continue to talk with Him, not just on Sunday, mm. is every other day. And lifting other people up, not just like, oh, Jesus, I love you, but you're my, I'm yours, and that's it. Jesus, I love you, and I love your people. Yes. Your people your people are my people, and I want to stand in the gap for them. So this is a beautiful ministry that you are starting all over the world, virtually, spiritually, and practically. Could you share a few more testimonies of some miraculous answers to the Global Revival Ministry or other Facebook ministries that you have created, apart from the ones you've shared before? Well, I mean, I've seen a lot of healings. Somebody's been really sick, and we've all come on and prayed and that situation has turned around and just different situations that people encounter you know uh, maybe a financial situation or something like that but um, just to bring in two really specific um, answers that we've seen so the friend that I was talking about who lives way up with the indigenous people mm. um, she her family actually live in Brisbane because the children have to go to school there uh, but she's stationed up there as a teacher and she often has to travel by car all the way down to Brisbane and then all the way back back up so she can see her family and go back up and I remember one particular time and she actually she was around like there was must have been like a small community or a small village or something she was in that area and she contacted the group and we were all you know there was several of us online at that time and she said uh, my car is broken down I'm stuck 
Uh, I don't know what to do. Could you pray for me, please? And we all went into prayer immediately. And within like a couple, within minutes, someone just showed up and and helped her, got the car fixed. And the next thing, and, and we were wondering what's happening, what's happening. Wow. We didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. We just kept praying for her. And the next thing, you know, an hour or so later, we get this message, I'm home, it's all good. Oh. <laughs> so God just like wow. turned it around just like that. And yes. and she needed instant prayer on the spot, you know. Wow. Um, and then another time was um, the friend that lives in the small country town. Yes. You know, when we were going through that terrible drought and she, she had a real burden on her heart for farmers. Yes. Because a lot of farmers were becoming desperate depressed and they were coming to the point where they were going to just have all their um, livestock slaughtered because they just had no food for them and she said please please pray for the farmers Mm. and all of us started praying strongly for the farmers we Mm. were praying every day for the farmers we were posting prayers on there and in our zoom we'd pray for the farmers and the next time she came on it was about a week later and she said could you please pray for my husband and I said what's wrong And and she said oh he's stuck in rain I said Kerry rain and she said yes yes it started raining and that was the time like it shifted at that point and they began to get rain in the area and as you know we've got like lots of good rain now so and and we see things like we'll pray things for example, we pray against big picture things like pedophile mm. rings, mm. you know, the the sex trafficking of children. We'll pray against it, you know, and we'll pray strongly against it. All of us feel really strongly about that. Mm. And after we've had a prayer session and we've really, really prayed about that, the next day we'll see an article come up in the news mm. how a new pedophile ring has been busted mm. and it's been exposed wow. and the police are bringing them in and, you know, mm. and you know, people might say, oh, that's coincidence. No, I believe that, you know, God had us pray at that time. And God, you know, it may not have been all about that prayer. There may have been other people praying too, but God wanted us to know that's on my heart too. And I'm, and you watch, I'm going to turn that around quickly. If you would pray, I want you to keep praying about that. So yeah, we've seen a lot of answers to prayer. Wow. Perseverance and power of prayer. People do say coincidence, but I have heard of someone said, when I pray, coincidences happen. When I don't, they don't. (laughs) Exactly. Just to encourage people who want to start getting into more prayer, the more you get into prayer, like you might think in the beginning, you know, the devil might come and say, that's a coincidence, that's not really happening. Mm. But the more you're doing it and the more you start to see these answers happen and you will see answers happen, then you develop your faith and your faith grows and you'll start to pray for bigger things and you'll, you'll you'll know the voice of the shepherd, you'll know the movement of God and you'll know, hey, that happened and that turned around and you'll know that God's answered. Yeah, when you're close to Jesus and we want to be close to Jesus, you will hear the voice of the shepherd and it's very important to uh, back each other up as brothers and sisters, pray for one another so that you're in this together. Amen. Not one of us is as powerful as all of us come together. Yeah. The unity of Jesus. But now we're going to talk about how do we stand in the gap. Now, in Ezekiel 22, 30, and this is what God said to Ezekiel, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it. But I found no one. Mm. That's pretty sad that God didn't find anyone. Probably just Ezekiel was it. Mm. And that means people were too busy, too busy for God. And in this modern age, people are very, very busy. We are, yeah. I'm truly touched with people like you. I know you're busy. We just have to look at your Facebook. We know you're very busy. (laughs) So, But you would do your best to find time to do everything you can to stand in the gap for God and for other people all over the world and to encourage people in the world to join join you to stand in the gap, to pray for all the nations, all the important matters, and to destroy the darkness, to bring in the light. I guess as an intercessor, you also have to be in tune to God's agenda and God's voice. Yes. Am I right? Definitely. Deanne, can you give our listeners some ideas about some simple ways? Because God wants us to be like little children too, not to be too complicated. So simple ways that we can discover God's calling for us, our Heavenly Father, call us to do something. How do we find the simple ways to discover the calling and how do we listen to God? 
Okay, so I, I guess what I what I feel, what I found in my life, the main thing is to develop a dialogue with God. So sometimes, you know, you realize that you're just kind of worrying about something and then then you then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, Why don't you just direct that to God? You know, just change the focus from myself worrying about how I'm gonna fix my problems and just turn it to God. So develop that dialogue with God so the lines are open during the day. Yes. So instead of sitting there thinking about things, you know, we're we're meditating on God. We're thinking of his goodness. We're offering up praise. We're just directing things to God. So develop the habit of discussing things with God that are bothering you, those unsaved relatives or uh, that situation at work. Discuss it with him. Um, Talk to him about it. And my husband and I pray without fail every morning before we go to work. And he prays the ironic blessing. I don't know if you know the ironic blessing, but it goes, the Lord bless you and keep Keep you. you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace and give us peace. Those parts of the ironic blessing are so powerful to pronounce. We should pronounce blessing over ourselves every day and over our families. So he does that every day and prays for favor and protection on the family. Yes. So And you can cover yourself with the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, If you've asked God to forgive you, I like to walk in constant, just thinking, okay, is there anything I need to come before the Lord? You know, any areas in my life, like something that I'm struggling with, that is going to hold me back, then I just give it to the Lord and I say, Lord, help me to overcome in that area. And I cover it with the blood of Jesus. And that's Mm -hmm. powerful as well, covering things with the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Also, you need to be filled with the word of God. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I know we all know that. Mm -hmm. um, But it's not as, you know, a lot of people think, oh, that's too hard, you know, to sit down. I force myself to read the Bible. Yes. but, you know, I, I learned a lot of the Bible actually when I was a kid. So I praise the Lord for that because I went to kids programs and things like that. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know what? You don't have to have had that. You can start building the word into your life and mm-hmm. you can start with a verse, a verse every few days or a verse yes. a week even yes. that you, you know, a passage, you know, in a couple of verses or something and meditate, stick it up on your mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, as you're getting ready in the morning, you see it again and think about the parts of that verse. Think how, what did that, what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. And just meditate on it. Um, and then you can develop, you know, you might add more. But as you do that and as you're meditating on the word, then the word becomes part of you, which is really, really important because mm-hmm. that becomes part of your thinking and, and your mentality and ask God to show you what that actually means. Mm-hmm. So, you need to fill yourself up. So if you're full, so that's the written word of God. And mm-hmm. there's a Greek word for that, which is a logos. Because mm-hmm. when we're filled with a logos, it makes us fertile ground for mm-hmm. God to speak to us. Amen. Because we can recognize his voice. Yes. If you're not filled with a logos, mm-hmm. then the devil can come or anybody can come and say something. You yes. should be doing this. Yes. You should be following this practice. Yes. And you can come under condemnation because that's yes. not the voice of Jesus. That's the voice of, you know, something else. Yes. The darkness. Yes. So that's important to be able to recognize his voice because, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you're praying for a specific situation yes. and you've been praying and God wants to say something to you, you know, you need to have that fertile ground, you know, to be able to hear. Mm-hmm. So that um, that word that comes to us, yes. that's got a different – so we have two words for the word of God. Yes. One is logos and one is rhema. Mm-hmm. So the rhema is the word that's spoken into your situation mm-hmm. right then, right there when you need it, right now. Mm-hmm. And he speaks it into you and you recognize it immediately because you're the sheep and he's the shepherd and um, when you ask him Lord show me your plan for my life he'll speak it into your life and you'll be able to recognize his voice speaking to you and I think those are the keys Mm -hmm. for for really um, walking in the spirit Oh, beautiful. So I hear a lot of D's there. You were talking about, let me see, the first one was uh, dialogue. Yes. So having that dialogue with God in every situation. Yes. It's like Philippians 4, 6, and 7. You know, pray pray in the Spirit and just give God every situation. Pray yes. in every situation. It's important. And then you mentioned dialogue and you mentioned, what's the next one you mentioned was a D? Discussion. Having that discussion with God. I, I really love, I, I'm hearing all the Ds here. The dialogue, <laughs> the discussion. Mm. Devotion to reading God's word and development of growing from knowing God's word, and then the discernment of knowing whether it's from wow. Je- whether it's from Jesus or not. I love that. Well, There's that's a sermon right there, Angie. <laughs> that's my uh, my gift is listening to powerful people like you. So I, I'm I'm receiving from you that you got to really keep those D's in your life. Amen. And then another D I didn't mention is the daily. 
Every day, you and your husband prayed before you went out.、Mm. So daily, not just monthly or weekly, yearly. That would be a pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> no, daily, even just five or ten minutes. You know, exactly. Because we do it every day. Our daily bread. Our daily bread. You'll go hungry otherwise, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you get that daily covering and protection. We're so joyful. I can see you get joy in your heart, and I'm joyful. <laughs> We're joyful because we have freedom. Amen. We have freedom in Jesus. We are covered, and we are. Lifted, we are protected. We're empowered to、Amen. love love others the way He loves them. So let's remember those deeds. Help me because from <laughs> you, okay. We got the dialogue, discussion, daily devotion, devotion. development. development. Hey, that's de- great. I love it. And discernment. Okay,、yes. fantastic. Give me a high five here.、Hey. <laughs> All right, well, we're having a fun time here, our dear <laughs> friends. Hopefully, you remember those deeds. It's so important. That's how we listen to God. Our sister here, Diane Graf, who's sharing with us about worship and intercession. She has started wonderful ministries on the internet. Lots of wonderful people that she has gathered all around the world. She's a change agent. She's a recruiter, recruiter <laughs> for God's ministry in the spiritual realm. We're calling this the、uh, the spiritual army. And you're working with the holy angels. Thank, Amen. Thank you, Diane. And I can see you、uh, glowing all around you. The holy angels are with you. And thank you so much for sharing wonderful tips in the. Last segment. How do our listeners find you, Diane? If they want to join you to pray for our country, pray for the nations, pray for specific matters. Okay, so、um, one way could be to join me on my own page. So that's Diane Graf.、Mm-hmm. Um, probably a better way would be to come on to pray for global revival. Mm-hmm. Or、uh, Canberra Christians Network. I think pray for global revival. If you have a heart for just getting into the cutting edge, what's going on? We talk about what's going on in the world, and we pray. And there's there's all kinds of、um, great men and women of God on there that add their comments in there.、Um, so come on to there, and、um, I'll add you in. And then if you feel you want to go deeper, you want to join us in the the smaller intercession group. I, I'm always ready to add more people to that. Just Approach me and say I'd like to be added to the smaller intercession group, and you can join our our little fellowship and be involved as much or as little as you like. Sure. And can you spell your name? Because I mean, we got some Americans listening. It's Graf and English Graf, but we don't show it's P H or F. So can you can you spell your name、uh, quickly for our listeners? Okay. Well, my first name is D E A, not I. So D E A double N E, and last name is G R A F for Fred. Okay,、yeah. Gr- Graf. Just remember Fredo Frogs, okay? Yeah, <laughs> Diane Graf. So you can find Diane Graf on Facebook, and if you want to join her global revival ministry, praying for the nations, praying for Australia, praying for every country, and this is a wonderful ministry to join. So just find Diane Graf and say hi, Diane. I want to join your <laughs> Facebook ministry, and you're very welcome to. Now, with your、uh, experience as a worship leader and an intercessor, please share with us perhaps three or four tips. How do We improve our relationship with God. Maybe three or four tips. Okay, so、um, I'll just kind of summarize the most important ones from before. So, firstly, be filled with the Word. You need to meditate on Scripture,、mm-hmm. even if it's only a few verses a week, or include it,、uh, increase it. Sorry.、Um, secondly, have an open dialogue with God. Talk about things that come up.、Mm-hmm. Thirdly, know His voice. So,、mm-hmm. um, you know, the Bible tells us that that a great deception is coming in the days ahead, and we know that there's many different ideas out there. So we need to know the shepherd's voice, and fourthly, we need to know what God wants us to do. And I think this is part of the passion because you know we talked about you know our our spare time and doing something for the kingdom. But when it's something that God's put on your heart and something that really that you ha- that you're passionate about that you love, it doesn't seem like a sacrifice. You know, you're just doing it. You love it.、Mm-hmm. I love going on our prayer chain, and we've ministered to people. We've ministered to people with huge needs,、mm-hmm. and we've. Actually, prayed over people in real time on that、yes. prayer chain and seen them delivered.、Yes. So, find out what it is that you care about. So, for me, I have a heart for prayer, and I know a man who's a prayer work- walker, Henry Groover,、mm-hmm. um, and I I watch what he's doing. He goes to different cities of the world and he walks every street of the city. So, for example, he went to Jerusalem and he walked every street of the city of Jerusalem, every single street.、It、took him three weeks,、wow. and he sees incredible, like he sees. 
these um, amazing miracles. Like he's seen um, God do incredible things. Like I won't go into it too much, but incredible things. So he's doing what God's called him to do. Mm. So ask yourself. What what do you want me to do, Lord? You know, what's my passion? What what have you put on my heart? And then start to you know, can you play a small instrument in the church band? Can you um, do you want to go out in the street street witnessing? You know, find a group that you can go out to. I know a group that goes out to the. It's a festival, like a new age festival, but they come in and they minister because mm-hmm. they're they're you know they've got a spirituality. It's Christian, mm-hmm. but you know that brings them in, and then they can minister to people that are there, and they've seen people born again yes. and really touched. So yes. you know, you might want to be part of something like that. Maybe you're an evangelist. Can you repeat his name again so our listeners get to hear the name? Um, that's Henry Groover. Groover. How the last spell? name is G-R-U-V-E-R. He has incredible testimonies, like to do with intercession. Yes. Um, I, won't, I won't say too much, to, but to give you an idea, to whet your appetite, um, he has a group of prayer warrior friends all over the world. Yes. Okay. And one time the Lord woke him up and said, get on your knees. It was the middle of the night and start praying. Mm. And he said, as soon as his knees hit the ground, he was supernaturally transported to the streets of Rome. And he looked behind him and saw all his prayer warrior guys behind him. And I won't tell you the whole story. It's an amazing story. But the next day, the prayer warrior friends, he got in contact with them one by one. And they said in the middle of the night, they or, or at that time, in their time, they had the exact same experience. They <laughs> saw him in front and he saw them behind. Wow. Yeah, and I believe it's in incredible. It. Yeah, I believe in it totally. <laughs> I, I love intercession. That's mm. why I have you here. <laughs> awesome. So you well, need to find out, you know, where you met. Are you, are you an intercessor? Are you an evangelist? Are you a teacher? I mean, we all do a bit of all of it. We need to know which one is God's calling for our life. We can't fulfill somebody else's calling. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a really important key. Absolutely. I think everybody can intercede, but somehow being an intercessor, there's more to that. You have to be in tune with God's agenda, as you said. You might have lots of things on your plate, but they may not be what God wants you to do. Yes. <laughs> and then you're busy, just busy, busy, busy. Yes, exactly. But when you're doing what He wants you to do, it's exciting and it's awesome and you're seeing the kingdom expand and yes. it's amazing. Yeah. You're, you're in it. Yes. <laughs> okay, so let's repeat that again. So the three, three tips being filled with God's Word and knowing God's Word. And the second one is? The second one is, have, as we talked about before, the open dialogue with God. God. So that's prayer. Keep on you know, all, mm-hmm. all through the day. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like this big, you know, formal thing that yes. we sit down and we're using King James English or whatever. Yes. We're just speaking to God through yes. the day we're to, as we're driving along in the car. Yes. As, as soon as we realize we're stressing about something, a situation at work or a situation, we're stressing when we should be, you know, the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Thing, yes. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes understanding, shall guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. So that's the key to peace. We, as soon as we realize we're stressing, we give it to God, yes. and then the peace of God transcends. Yes. Yes, that's beautiful. And the yeah. third one? And the third one is getting to know his voice so we're not deceived in yes. this day and age. We need to be closely following the shepherd. Yes. So the key to following the shepherd is knowing his voice. Mm. And yeah. and seeing what he's doing and seeing, you know, it's seeing and hearing him, perceiving him. Yes. So I, I can feel now my eyes are reading, my ears are listening, my heart is discerning. So that's so important. And your mouth is talking. So you're using your eyes, your ears, your mouth, you know, spiritually and physically to really be in tune with God's word, having that conversation, dialogue with God using your mouth and also hear God's voice Yes. and discern from your heart who to follow. Yes. We follow God because we belong to Him. Amen. Yeah, that's wonderful. Deanne, it has been my pleasure to interview you today. And thank you for sharing your experience and helping us to uh, improve our relationship with God. And we're hearing all the wonderful tips from you. <laughs> As I hope from now on, every one of us will know how to discern what is from God and what is not from God. So thank you for sharing your experience, your knowledge, and your passion to inspire all of us to live a holistic life for God. Thank you so much. You are a walking inspiration for us all. And please keep on shining your light in the virtual world and the spiritual world and the physical world. 
Thank you, Angie. So blessed to be here today.